also think September, just naturally, I don't know if it's because we all grew up in a school environment where you kind of get to September and you have that dreaded feeling, sure, some of us in the room have got it at the moment, thinking, oh man, back to school tomorrow, already we've gone back, and we just know that at that point, it's another kind of start of another year, if you like. And I think it's important in these markers that we say, actually, this is how I want to live out from this point. And that's part of what we want to do today is have a day of just saying, today is about us remembering that we are commissioned. And we're going to look on in that a moment of how every single one of us who've put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ has been commissioned. And yet there is a continual sense that God wants to come amongst us and to keep commissioning us to get on with how we live our lives day in, day out. Uh, which we'll get onto in a moment. But as I said, I want to kind of look at this whole aspect of commissioning in two ways. We're going to look at some specific people today that want us to commission as a church, and I'll come on to those in a moment, as well as commissioning every single one of us. Now, the dictionary defines commission as this. It says, authority to perform a task or certain duties. And my guess is that every single one of us has had a moment where we've been commissioned to do something. It might have been to do the chores around the house. It might have been that we're given a specific job to do uh, within uh, the work environment we're in. It might be that we were given an essay that we've got a deadline to perform in. It may be that we've been uh, instigated to kind of create a piece of art. We've been commissioned to do it. I know for me, probably one of the first moments of being commissioned was when I was at school. I got called out of my geography lesson with Mr. Lane. And I was asked to go and see our music teacher. And at that point, whenever you're called out of a lesson, it's never good news. And so I was a little bit apprehensive, went and saw my music teacher, Mrs. Babington. And these names you just remember, don't you, forever. Mr. Lane I will forever remember because he used to physically assault you when you did things wrong. You can't do that nowadays. If you're a teacher, don't do that. It doesn't motivate. Like he literally physically kicked you up the backside. Or I remember once, drifting off in his lesson, he came up behind me, got his, my A4 folder from, actually the A4 folder from the guy behind, and smacked me so hard on the back of my head that I ricocheted off my desk. I was awake. Um, fortunately, they don't do it like that anymore. So I was called to Mrs. Babington's office, went to see Mrs. Babington, and she said, Adrian, I know what an amazing musician you are. She didn't really say that. Um, but you just need to know that your teacher for all of the brass section is unable to come in this week. And therefore, we wanted you to be the one who runs all of the lessons for all of the kids this week for their brass instruments. Two thoughts came into my mind. One is, I don't have to do any other schoolwork. Second is, how cool am I? And I remember going home that night and telling my parents that I was going to be teaching the brass section uh, that week. I was called out of lessons every afternoon so I could teach different people. I got to wear my trainers to school because I was no longer a pupil. I was a teacher. I knew what it was to be commissioned in that moment. It sensed that sense of, actually, I've got authority here. I remember the first person who came through the door. They didn't know it was me. As they came through the door, I went, what are you doing here? You're late. And they didn't know what was going on because I thought, man, I've got authority. I can play with people. They're never going to know. Um, but then I realized that actually I'm going to do stuff and I taught people. And I realized that there's something in it. There's something that happens when someone believes in you and says, actually, you're not just here for any old reason. I want you to do something specific. And you get that sense of, oh, yeah, I'm here for purpose. And it changes how you live. 
not to take advantage of it, but in order that you then get to go and do stuff. And I want us to see that through commissioning. And in it, I want to commission two groups of people. One is a specific group, a minority within Oasis, but we want to get better as a church of honoring different individuals within us. I think that we're pretty good at chatting. We're pretty good at loving uh, others. We're pretty good at standing with one another. But also, sometimes I think we can get better. I know I can get better. I'm just saying, you know what you've done is excellent. It's amazing. In actual fact, later this month when we have our prayer week, uh, which is going to be the last week of September where we all get to sign up for an hour, we're also going to combine it with a fast and feast. For all of us at that point where there's this sense of, right, okay, I, I like the feast. I'm not sure about the fast. We're going to fast from negative language. I don't know which that was, <laughs> but Bill's excited that we're going to fast from negative language of speaking negatively in and about situations, in and about people, and we're going to feast on speaking positively into situations and about situations, into people and about people, and see what it would look like for a week if we just gave ourselves of stopping our tongues speaking and saying, actually, I'm not going to say that because it's not going to build up. I'm rather going to say this, that we'll build so we're going to combine our prayer week with a, a week of fasting and feasting in how we say stuff. And so there's that that's going to be coming on. And so we want to get good at speaking up people, of honoring people. And uh, we've got a number of people within Oasis who've decided to become part of a tailored internship. Sounds very flash, doesn't it? Within Oasis, where they're seeking to give of their time and invest of their giftings within Oasis for a set period of time. And that we, in turn, as a church, are going to invest in who they are as individuals. And so we've got different people at different stages of life, in different moments of employment, in different life stages. And I'm going to introduce each of them in a moment. But uh, in it, we've got Paul Sams, who's going to be giving half a day of week to say, actually, over the coming year, I want to give half a day in order that I can really invest in ensuring that we keep taking the amazing fact that God loves us and has power to do anything and everything out from who we are contained as a community, out into the community, and keep pushing us in that. We've got Emma Knight, who's giving two days a week, uh, to say, actually, I want to come and serve you in respect to communication in terms of all that we do with students. And so you can say, actually, I'm going to invest in who I am, in who we are, and we've also got Cheryl, who unfortunately can't be with us. Cheryl Lockhart, who's going to be giving a day a week. So actually, over the next year, I want to give a day to seeing how we can ensure that we are as uh, easy to become part of as a community. That it's very easy to become integrated into who we are as a community. Now, in it, I know there are many of us within this uh, community always already giving time and energy. And I think in due course, we want to honor you. But today, I just felt it was important at the start of a year where these guys are saying we want to give time and energy into who we are as a community. It'd be great to do two things. One is to invite them up and to honor them. And how we do that in our country is we kind of welcome and applaud them. And secondly is to pray for them. And say, God, would you bless them with everything they need this coming year to invest in everything that we can be as a community. So I'm going to invite Emma and Paul up now. Shall we welcome them? We're doing size order. 
just happens naturally. Um, I think it'd be just great for us to pray for these guys. How I want us to do that is we're also going to pray for Cheryl. Cheryl couldn't be here today. She'd already uh, arranged to be working. She has three different jobs, it seems. One is going to be a day week giving to Oasis. Most of her life is spent investing in her family, makes sure they're all right. And then she also um, works as a physiotherapist and so uh, works uh, at the weekend sometimes uh, doing that. So she was unable to be with here today, but I was to still pray for her. Uh, and I wondered how we could do that is actually Pete... Her husband is going to be a pseudo Cheryl for a moment. And what I'm going to do is rather than pull Pete up, I'm going to get him to stand where he is. And what I'd like us to do as a community, if you're a guest here at this point, you might be thinking a bit freaked out. Don't worry, it will still stay safe. I want us to gather around these guys and pray for them. I'm going to count to three in a moment. So let's all stand up. Pete, stand on your chair so people can see you. Um, so obedient, doesn't it? It's amazing. Um, <laughs> Pete's the tallest one out of all of us. Um, I want us to do is let's just gather. Some of us come to the front, gather around Emma and Paul. And then in a moment, I'm going to count to three. And we're going to pray for them that God would bless them over this coming year as they invest into who we are as a community. Uh, so if you're not gathered around them, we can close our eyes, pray for each of them, or maybe keep your eyes open, reach out your hand towards those people. And we're going to pray for them. One, two, three, pray. Jesus. Jesus, we thank you so much for Cheryl, for Paul, and for Emma. We thank you for their willingness to uh, sacrifice their time and energy to invest into who we are as a community in order that we could continue to love you better and love one another and the world better. And we just ask, God, that as they give themselves over this coming year, we pray, God, would you cause them to know authority to do it? We pray, would they know power to do it? And I pray, God, that they would have many, many stories to share with us of what you've done in them as individuals, as well as through them as individuals. We ask this for your great name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you want to take your seats. As I said, I also want us to see it not only as a commissioning of them as individuals, but a commissioning for all of us here. See, if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus, you have been commissioned. How do we know that? Well, it says in the Bible, Jesus has commissioned every single one of us. So if we were to look at Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, Jesus says this, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, Jesus wants us to understand that when it comes to commissioning, he already has done it. We are each and every one of us, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, commissioned to be light. We are light. It isn't something we can work hard to be. It's just the truth that we are light. Now, what that means is that we get to be light as he is light. See, Jesus referred to himself and said, I am the light of the world. And as such, he came to say, actually, I'm going to illuminate a totally new way of living, a totally new way of being, a totally new way of living and being that actually can then be known through becoming part of me. 
through, as Gary said, in worship of saying, actually, I'm going to die to who I am and say, I want you, Jesus, to be at the center of who I am. And in causing Jesus to be at the center of who we are, of saying, I trust in your life, death, and resurrection, we then become like him, and therefore we become like him in light. And he causes his light to then define who we are. So our lives become ones that are totally defined by who he is as light. So if you flick to the next slide, it says that, therefore, our lives are flooded with light, which means that our lives become lives that are flooded with love, mercy, acceptance, peace, forgiveness, rest, forever. If we're a follower of Jesus, that's what it means that we are light. We're now those that are living in him who is light. Lives that isn't just meaning that we kind of have this kind of weird sense of wherever we go, we're meant to be light, and we're not quite sure what it means, but a light that's grounded, that shapes everything about who we are, that causes us to know that we're forever loved, forever shown mercy, forever accepted, no peace, forgiveness, and rest. In order that we live knowing that is who we are as light, also that we then get to reveal that as light. That wherever we go, we get to be those that seek to love, show mercy, show acceptance, peace, forgiveness, rest. That each and every one of us, that's what we get to do. And therefore, it's something that we get to choose to be. Is we get to live out this commission. See, Jesus said that we are light. That's the reality. It isn't that we could be, it's that we are light. But the challenge is... Are we going to therefore seek to reveal the light? Or are we just going to hide it away? Are we going to be those that then say, actually, no, with the whole of my life, with what I do, with who I am, with the life situations I'm facing at the moment, I choose to say, in this place, I'm going to be light. I'm going to live out the reality of who I am and allow it to shine through everything that I am. And therefore, today is about a recommissioning of saying, Jesus, I come to you. And recognize that I am light. Why? Because you proclaim me as it. And I therefore come and say, I offer up everything I am. All that I do, and we have loads of different people who do different things in Oasis. We've got people who are in recovery, people who are retired, people who are in education, people who are being educated, people who are in healthcare, people in social care, people in professional services, people in service industry with people who are giving full time at home to care for children, to care for elderly parents, with people who are involved in lots of different things, with people in loads of different life stages, people who are single, people who are married, people who've got kids, people who are divorced, people who are uh, suffering bereavement, people who are facing sickness, people who are facing terminal sickness. And in it, what we're saying in this moment is saying, actually, in what I do and in the life situations I'm facing, I say, Jesus, would you come and would you shine through this? Would you cause me to shine in this and through this? And so what I want us to do is just to take a moment. And what we're going to do in that moment is there's going to be some free candles given out. And so I wondered if those that have got candles could give them out. We're not going to light them. It's a little gift to take away, and I'll explain at the end why you're going to get the gift. But as the candles are getting given out, I want us to just take a moment and just say, Actually, this is the life situation I'm in. This is what I do. And if we're a follower of Jesus, say, actually, in this moment, I want to choose to say today that over this next term, over this next season, I want to be one who shines.
I want to be someone who shines in my life situation. I want to be someone who shines within my work situation, whatever that looks like. And if you want to be that, in a moment, I'm going to ask us to stand. And then I want us to stand after we've stood, like put our hands out as a way of saying, God, this is my life situation. This is my, what I do with my hands, and I give it to you. And then I'm just going to pray that we then receive authority and power to then go on being light in our life situations, in what we do. Now, if you're here and you say, well, I'm not a follower of Jesus, then for you, I'd say, why not in this moment say, this next term, this next season, I want to give myself into understanding, are you truly, Jesus, the light of the world? Are you one who could so redefine my life? And so this year, I'm going to give myself to figuring that out. But wherever we're at, why don't we, if you want to, no pressure. If you want to say, Jesus, I want you to take my life. I want you to be the one that shines through it. Why don't you stand now? Just where we stood, why don't you now put your hands out and say, Jesus, this is what I've got. And then, so you close our eyes. You, know, you might want to speak it out. You might want to just stay in your head. Just say, this is, this is my life situation at the moment. This is what I'm doing. I give it to you. Some of us, we just know that we've just been through a period of time where we just feel like, actually, I've, I've kind of been lukewarm on this stuff. Maybe we've just thought, Jesus, you, we've kind of packed you away during the holidays. And this is a moment where we're just saying, actually, no, I want to get back serious, God. And in that, God isn't one who reprimands us. He's one who just says, great. Great. Jesus, I want to pray for every single one of us who put our hands up. And we just say, Jesus, that we give you what we do and the life situations we're facing. And Jesus, I pray as we've given these to you, I want to pray for a fresh sense of commissioning to each and every one of us as your church revealed here called Oasis. And I want to pray, God, for a fresh commissioning of your authority a fresh commissioning of your power to live out what it is to be light in the unique situations that you've crafted before eternity for us to be in at this moment. And I pray, Jesus, as we seek to shine the wonder of the light that you are that's shining through us, that others would come and see how good you are. And Jesus, I want to pray that we'd be involved this next term in changing environments that we're in workplaces that we're in. Jesus, in causing others to come and see how good you are. Jesus, we ask, God, that, that we wouldn't be those who just take hold of this and think that this is good enough. We'll just keep it to ourselves. Jesus, we want to be those that keep getting brighter and brighter in order that many, many would be drawn to us. And we, we pray over this coming year that we'd see many of those that we know, friends, colleagues, neighbours, having opportunities to see the wonder of who you are, Jesus.
We ask this for your glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to pause now for a moment. Uh, we're going to change gear slightly from commissioning to celebrating, though it's all celebration. Uh, and we can stretch our legs. I'm going to hand over to Gus, who's going to take us through the next bit as we welcome some friends who are involved in Monday Night Football. <laughs>